Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Woo! Hallelujah. So we are in this thing. So a couple weeks ago, I shared about this, about how sometimes if, if, if you don't feel hopeful in life, you can almost get hopeless. And I said, I said this word, I, I, God gave it to me. Hope is to be like an identity link. And hope is confident expectation with joyful anticipation. We understand that. But this is the laydown of identification. Okay? So look what it says in Philippians 4 and 12, Passion Translation. Okay? Hope is the identity link. So if you're going to look at hope, right, the Bible says hope is the anchor of the soul. If, if, if hope is the anchor of the soul, then this identity link is the rope. Okay? So hope is an anchor of the mind, the will, and emotions. So let's just say like the anchor, right, for the boat, whatever size the boat is, the anchor is there. What's the rope? To mind, will, and emotions, identity. Remember we said that a couple weeks ago? So you got the anchor of hope in the dirt, right? What's the rope to mind, will, and emotional transformation? The identity link here is what? Understanding who you are in Christ. So if we said, what's, so you see the anchor, you see the boat, what's the rope? The rope is identity. When you know your identity, you renew your mind right. When you don't I know your identity, you don't renew your mind right. If you don't renew your mind right, you're going to have hu- human behavior connected to it, and it's not going to be good, okay? So look at this, Philippians 4 and 12, and we can start here in the Passion. I know what it means to lack. I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance. So Apostle Paul was explaining his situation. For I am trained in the secret of overcoming all things. Well, what's that? What is the secret of overcoming all things? I'd like to know. Whether in fullness or in strength, for I am trained. And I find that the strength of Christ, explosive power, infuses me to conquer every difficulty. Wow. What do you mean? What do you mean you're trained? Well, in, in Philippians 4 and 12, the Apostle Paul, he, this is where he says, you know, he, he, he basically, he's moved beyond um, allowing the circumstances to affect him. Um, he understood that he was explaining that the grace of God was kicking in and it was helping him. He's been trained in the secret of overcoming all things. He found strength of Christ and the power infusing him to conquer every difficulty. What is he doing? Identification with Christ has now given the Apostle Paul a place of power in the earth to overcome all obstacles. And we said to you, the moment you can identify with the Word of God, you can change your life forever. These are the steps you got to take. Okay? Identification to renew your mind starts with the Word of God. Now, where people get this messed up is they do this. Now, um, let's look at um, 
Amplified Classic, John chapter 1, and we could kind of start with um, verse 12. Read 12, 13, and 14 for you, because this will help you. And that's what it's about. So John chapter 1, verse 12, Amplified Classic says, But to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave authority. Okay, now he gave you authority, power, privilege, and right to become the children of God. The moment you got born again, you became a child of God. That is what? To those who believe in, adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name. Huge, right? We understand that. Okay. We, we, we owe, the, okay, now this is good. You need this. Who owe their birth neither to bloods nor the will of flesh, that physical impulse, nor the will of man, the natural father, but to God. They are reborn of God. So he says, you were not born. Nobody's a mistake. Uh, this, is, this is big for people to see this. Uh, I was born out of wedlock. Don't make a difference. You're not a mistake. They didn't want me. You're not a mistake. No one on the earth was ever born without, not being, without it not being the will of God. Nobody was a mistake. Did you get that? That's huge. He said this, he said, you were not born of the will of man, the, the physical impulses. He said, right, you were born of God. So there's no mistakes in the earth. You need to understand that. Well, I, they didn't plan me. You ain't a mistake. They didn't want me. You ain't a mistake. They told me, you ain't a mistake. I, I, I'm a love child or whatever. I don't know. You know what I mean? Whatever. You ain't, I don't know my mama. I, you ain't a mistake. I don't know my daddy. You are not a mistake. That's the greatest scripture ever for identification, that God put you here. Now, why sometimes we're, we're kind of almost around um, situations that are whacked? I have no idea. You know what I mean? Maybe your home life was off the rail, but you're still designed by God. And nobody picks their parents, so whatever. And the word, look at verse 14. And the word of Christ became flesh, human incarnate, and tabernacled, fixed his tent of flesh, lived a while among us, and we actually saw his glory, his honor, his majesty. Such glory as an only begotten son receives from his father, full of grace, favor, loving kindness, and truth. Isn't that good news? That's great news. Okay? So what? And the word of God became flesh. So what he's saying is Jesus came like a man, renewed his mind to the word of God, and walked the face of the earth with his flesh body filled with the word. So that means you can do it too. That's huge. You know what I'm saying? Now, this is big. Message Bible, first, first Corinthians 12, 12, okay? And we're going to read 12 and 13. First Corinthians 12, 12, and 13 in the message, you got to see this, okay? You can easily enough see how this kind of thing works by looking no further than our own body. Your body has many parts, limbs, organs, cells. But no matter how many parts you can name, you're still one body. 
It's exactly the same with Christ. By means of his one spirit, we all said goodbye to our partial and piecemeal lives. We each used to independently call our own shots. But then we entered into a large, what? Integrated life in which he has the final say in everything. This is what we proclaimed in word and action when we were baptized. Each one of us. So water baptism baptizes in the body of Christ, symbolically. Each one of us is now a part of his resurrection body, refreshed and sustained at one fountain, his spirit, where we all come to drink. The old labels we once used to identify ourselves like being a Jew, like being a Greek, like being a slave or being free are no longer useful. We need something larger and more comprehensive. Man, if the, there you go right there. I have no identification outside of Christ. Now, this would solve, if the church can ever figure this out, this would solve a lot of the world problems. Now, I'm going to say something here. It might get somebody, you know, a little bit. But the longer you want to keep identifying with gender, race, identity stuff, like, oh, I'm Italian, I'm Puerto Rican. Man, lose all that stuff, man. This is why I don't enter in to this nonsense that happens in the earth and the people that love to pray to it. And the guys in the church that do it, woe unto you. I ain't going to talk about them. I know some of them. I see them. I'm like, you, 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 whatever. Let God be the judge of man, not me. Okay? Because here's what it says. It says, do you want to say, oh, I, 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 I'm connected. No, I'm in God. You could say, all right, Pastor Chris, right? Let's just use me. Okay? I am, right? Obviously, I know some of my background, right? I, I, I came from Italy. Somebody came over on a boat. You know, we, we had a fan. Okay, so I'm, you know, uh, you know, uh, an Italian-American. Okay, are you proud of that? Great. It's great. It's very great, right? Some of you guys are, you know, come from here, whatever. The thing is, the minute I stepped in Christ, I lost my identity to who I am humanly. Well, Pastor Chris, you still look, I don't really care what it looks like. I do not identify with that no more. That's great. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because you got people carrying a bunch of hurt, carrying a bunch of pain, carrying a bunch of stuff, carrying all this stuff because they want to keep their identity and who they are in humanity. I don't want none of that. You know, I used to say this. You, hey, hey, you know, I'm a Sarno. You know, like these people go get their name. I'm very happy about my heritage. Please understand me. I am not trying to make you and me feel like, well, you don't have to denounce it. I am not denouncing it. Great. You can get a name. What does that name mean? I went to Italy. It's going through. I didn't stay long. And I went there, and the lady seen my name. She goes, oh, you know, there's a town of Sarno. I go, really? She goes, yeah, there's a town with your name on it. It's up the thing. It floods over there or something like that. So obviously, I probably got some relatives that live in this town of Sarno. Well, how'd you get your name? You probably came from out of there. It's great. Would I go see it? Yes. Would it be great to take pictures? Yes. When I get on a plane to come home, I know I'm in Christ. I ain't in Sarno no more. You see what I'm saying? Why? Because if you don't do that, there's people walking around with hurt, pains. Some of you got battles you picked up 
because you want to identify with your human side. Get rid of that stuff. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, man, this is where a lot of this stuff goes. Where are you identifying? He just told you. That was a big problem they had in the Bible. They all were complaining about where they came from and want to bicker about it. Stop. Telling you, you got to stop this stuff. People don't understand this. And I'm going to tell you where it gets messed up. You have not taken your proper place. Remember we learned that in Ephesians 2, 6? Look at this in the Passion. You need to see this stuff again. This ain't easy, man. You got to go over this and over this and over this so you can get it sink in your head. Remember he said this? He raised us up to sit together. He going to pull this up for you. Man, I'll tell you what. And when you see this, he raised us up to what? He raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. For we are now co-seated as one with Christ. And then you go, well, how can you say this? You got to buy into that. Okay? Because this is what starts happening. Your identity in Christ starts revealing your authority and dominion. That's big, man. Okay? And once you start being aware of this, you start embracing it like, hey, that's my place. I ain't coming out. It takes you to a sonship which allows you to elevate to a higher ground than Christ brings you to another level of victory because you are not going to live defeated if you understand your identity. And that right there is life-changing. Now, I know sometimes people say, what do you mean? What do you mean, what do you mean? Take your place. Embrace it. I like this thing, too. I want to read this to you. It's, it's, it's your unity with God. And you got to see, so if you got unity with God, what do you think the devil's trying to do? Pull, get you out of, get out of there. Don't stay there. No, stay right there. Because we belong in Jesus. So don't leave him. Remember I did that thing that week, I had those guys come up here, I hid behind them. Corporately, we're together in this. But I promise you, individually is where the difference makes for your life. And what, how, what do you mean by that? I mean this, is like, okay, we're a part of the body of Christ. But you got to understand you're in Christ. Otherwise, what do you do? You will reject your identity, have an identity crisis, and therefore what? You will not know your true identity. You know what's funny about that? Um, isn't this funny? Like, let, let me just do this. You have to have, you got identity theft, right? Identity theft is a billion dollar industry right now, right? So what happens is, man, you start, if you're not careful, right, you got a password for everything. Why? Because my identity is very valuable. 
Your identity is very valuable. That's why you don't just be telling people your information. So until you understand your God-given identity, it's so valuable, you got to be careful. Not You have to protect it. So when you get your identity, you got to go, nah, man, I ain't giving you my password. You know, like you get reluctant, you get these weird emails, and you're like, I ain't giving these people my information. Why? My identity is very, very, very valuable to me. So I ain't letting you take my numbers. Come on with somebody. Why? I'm telling you. I'm going to show you what. This is big too. Where do I find my identity? Well, sometimes you do this. Where not to find your identity is really good. To make me understand where I should find my identity. Yeah, man. You ever feel like, you ever been like, oh, I got Christians all the time. I feel condemned all the time. That ain't your identity. I'm mad. That ain't your identity. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm upset all the time. That ain't your identity. You know what I mean? It's like your character. You ever been around somebody who's got a lousy attitude? You know what I mean? And you're like, bro, you don't have to act like that. You choose to. Right? And then you go, man, why you got such a bad attitude? You know? If you try to find your identity in things and people and your situations and your circumstances, you're going to have a problem. But you got to have a whoop. Come on, you're a new creature in Christ, never been one like you before. What's your life going to look like if you believe Jesus loves you? No matter what. How many of you believe this? Well, when I'm doing the right things, Jesus really loves me. But when I'm not doing the right things, I don't know how much he loves me. Wrong identity. You tell me, preacher, God loves me unconditionally no matter what. Right identity. You got to understand that God loves you no matter what. Whether you're doing the right things or not. He loves God can't wait for tomorrow just to get up and see me. You know, Pastor Liz makes me laugh sometimes. She's like, you know what? You believe you deserve it. I say, you're darn right I do. <laughs> sometimes she'll say something like this. She's like, that's the difference sometimes. You believe you deserve it. I say, you're darn right I do. You better believe I do. Why? Because I, I didn't do, say I got a revelation or something. I'm like, look, man, I know this. Let, let me say it. That can come across really weird. Man, I know who I am. I ain't nobody. Man, I, I got a story, man. Right? And, um. It, it helped me. It changed me. My, um, I got these friends, and I got these guys, and they were telling a story about a great, great man of God. And guys, like, I mentioned his name. Everybody in the room know what I'm talking about, but I didn't mention his name. And my friend was in the meeting with this guy, and the guy was tremendous. Changed the world for God. Uh, and these guys, he was younger, and he was coming up. And one of the men of God said, who in the world do you think you are? And he said, I am nobody. I ain't anybody. When you realize you're nobody, you realize that he's somebody. And when you understand it's because of what he did, 
this nobody just became a somebody overnight. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not demanding something I don't deserve in my own ability. I'm demanding what I deserve and what God said I can have. And I know a little bit about what he said I can have, so I'm demanding it. That's why I told Mammon, you got to bow your knee before me. Wow. You got to do that too. You got to say, nah, Mom, you ain't getting funny with these people. That was for you guys. That's a breakthrough right there. You got to saturate your mind with the truth of God's word, guys. You got to. Otherwise, you're going to live beneath this stuff. And I don't want you living beneath it. That's ridiculous. Jesus didn't die for you to live beneath it. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what, man. We Brother Hagin, he, 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 he talked a little bit about some of this stuff. Um, and when he did, man, I'll tell you what was life-changing. He, um, I remember he was talking about, um, he, he talked about, it's one of the most important revelations. I, I quote him right here. He said, one of the most important revelations we can get from the word of God is to understand who we are in Christ. Identifying where Christ will change the way you live and cause you to rise above adversity. Not understanding our identity in him, meaning Jesus, will keep us living far below our rights and privileges in Christ. What does it mean to identify with Christ? It's normal for us to identify with something or someone. It makes us feel connected. It gives us a feeling of belonging. In our everyday lives, we identify with a per person, an organization, an occupation, a nationality, or a church. We also have an identity in the spirit realm. The scriptures say we have been crucified with Christ. Not only did we die with him on the cross at Calvary, we also raised with him, and we can see this through the word of God. And that is so true. Isn't that like spot on? Man, I'll tell you what. That'll change your life. Because my big thing, how do I find this identity? We've been talking about that all month. You find it in the Word of God. But you're going to have to fight for identity. Okay? Your identity was given to you from heaven. So now you've got to fight for your identity. You cannot be consistently connected to wrong identity and be successful in life. You got, you got to start um, contesting for your identity, walking strong in your identity. I, I put fighting in here a couple of times, and I'm just like, you know what, man? There ain't another way to get about it. You got to fight your mentality. You got to study for this stuff. And sometimes it's difficult when you got opposition to stand your ground in this stuff. And, and this is really why it's so important. It's, um, it's what we believe about ourselves. So that's huge. So God can say something about what he put in you about your identity, but if you don't believe it, it don't activate. So here we, here we, here's what I want to leave you with. How do I develop my personal identity in Christ? 
it's going to always go back to the word. So like, right, so say you're, I'm a dad, right? I'm a husband, I'm a dad. So now I got to go understand what the word of God says about being a husband. Now, how many of you know, I got great parents, they're fantastic. They're the best parents walking the face of the earth. Man, those guys have been, forget it, phenomenal, right? But here's the deal. I got kids. You think I'm the best parent in the world? I'm missing it. So for those kids to really become who they got to be, they got to posture like kids. I got a posture. I got different hats, right? With my parents, I got a posture like a son. In my house, I got to run my house like a husband. With my kids, I got to be a father. How many of you know there's three different identities right there that biblically produce responsibility for me, and if I don't know them, I'm still accountable for them? That's big, man. You know what I'm saying? So that's where you start understanding. Now, your personal identity is not outside of Christ. My personal identity in Christ. So now I come in here and go, okay, first responsibility is I have to be a husband. So now, husbands love your wife like Jesus loved the church. Got it. Father, do not provoke your child into anger. Lead them, guide them, train them up where they should go. Son, hey, honor your father and mother. I got I didn't even leave the house, bro. I got three different roles that when I come into opportunity, I have to respond biblically. Ladies, submit into your husband. Mothers, act like this with your children. See what I'm saying? So now you're going, okay, children, respond to your parents in honor. Okay, now you get to church, right? The work of the Lord. How does it say to show up for God's house? Seek first the kingdom and all these things. Put God first. See what I'm saying? So now here we go. What order are you following? And is this order going to take you to finish line? And how are you training your identity? We're going to talk more about it. We'll get a couple more weeks and we're going to talk about it. Don't lose this understanding that your identity has to be taught from the word of God. It's not caught. And once you teach yourself what God said about the situation, they're going to change your life. Amen? Come on, let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person watching. I thank you, Father, you're leading them, you're guiding them to understand their true identity, who they are in Christ, what they can do, how they can do it, how they can respond, and how they can see who they are in Christ Jesus. Once they see it, Give them the steps to take. Let them yield and let them walk forward and yielding to their position. They go to work, the position of a godly employee. They come home, the position of a godly parent or child. They go here, they come to church, they what? They worship you through their sacrifice. The Bible says that's their reasonable service. Let our identification be found through the word of God, flowing through the word of God, and seeing it change our life and change our family's future forever. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, and everybody said amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord, guys. I'm so happy you're with me. Thank you for sharing. If you didn't share, click right now, share. I appreciate it. Don't forget, check out all of our services Download all the apps. Get on the YouTube channel. We need you to share. I keep saying it, man. We really, really need you to share because the more sharing we're doing, the more people we're reaching. I appreciate you. Thank you for being faithful. Catch these announcements. We got some announcements. Don't leave just yet about upcoming things happening here at Relevant. And remember this. When you take your personality and you bury it in God's identity, there's a brand new anointing coming your way to show you who you are in Christ, and you're going to dominate the earth. I love you. I'll see you Sunday. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.